This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. What if you could take your passion of homebrewing and have that be a means to truly give back to your community? Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers and what sets them apart from the rest and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It is made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I profile the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. Community Focus has always been at the core of Ex Novo Brewing Company in Portland, Oregon since they opened their doors in 2014. While attending the Great American Beer Festival, I had an opportunity to sit down with the founder of this unique brewery. Joel Gregory, the owner of Ex Novo Brewing Company. And you're out of Portland. Yes. And we're at the Great American Beer Festival. How long have you been coming here? This is my fourth year. Yeah, we came right after we, we opened up, didn't have a booth, but we've had a booth for the last three years. And the thing that's interesting about your brewery is you're a nonprofit brewery. Why did you go down that route? Um, well, I got to rewind a little bit there. We were formerly a nonprofit brewery. Oh, you've changed. News, newsflash. Jeez. <laughs> newsflash. We were the nation's first nonprofit brewery. We recently restructured as a benefit company operating as an LLC. So not technically a nonprofit, still have the same mission and goals of giving same partner organizations as we had before. But structurally, I am the owner and we are a a for-profit company that gives its profits to charities. So uh, how's the experience been in starting this brewery? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not from the industry looking from the outside and being a fan of the scene and and homebrewing and all that stuff. I... I thought I had a pretty good handle on it and obviously like I've just been I've just been learning as I go the whole time and it's been it's been pretty wild but I love it. I love it. So how did beer find you? Well, I moved to Portland in 08 and that's when things were really starting to to happen there. I mean, there's been some great breweries there for a long time, but I think 2008 was kind of when it turned on. It definitely found me. I didn't know much about craft beer when I moved there. And it was everywhere and I had no choice but to, to expand my palate. And I just fell in love with it and started brewing at home a couple of years later. And that just really ramped it up for me. So you started as a nonprofit. Yes. Why did you go down that path? I'm- well, I, you know, I was, I was like, why should I start a, another brewery in this town when there's so many? Um, and I thought there were some things I could bring to the, the scene that weren't there already. I, I went in one more way just to like kind of implement my, my core values and my interests into the business a little bit more and I thought a lot of people in Portland have have that as a priority giving back and and being intentional about what they consume and who's behind it and the why behind it and so I I figured it wasn't just a good thing to do but it, it just differentiates us as a business just a little bit further and so is there any 
like difference really in in terms of setting up the brewery from the beginning, knowing that you were wanting to go down that path? Yeah, I mean, it, and how it's governed. There's a board of directors for a nonprofit, and so all the high level decisions was was I, I was on that board, but a few other guys as well, kind of chipping in. We still have the same guys now that we're not a nonprofit any longer, kind of in an advisory role. I like to to bounce ideas off of them, and it's a great thing to have some checks and balances when you don't have any other business partner, so to speak. It's just me. So so we've talked about the the actual core value of the brewery that you started, but what were the core beers that you're wanting to set out and what did you want to accomplish uh, as a brewer? Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to focus on on balanced beers. Um, so our, our IPA, our flagship IPA is super hoppy. I mean, in terms of usage of pounds per barrel and all the, all the rock star hops and stuff, but it's not just some big bitter thing or on the malty side it's really well balanced and i think we we strive for that and a lot of our stuff sometimes we're outside the box on experimental things that i couldn't say in good conscience are, are balanced but we really like to hit the nail on the head on that drinkability scale so yeah the solid ipa and a mexican lager was one that i really wanted to to bring up to the market no one was really doing it up in the northwest at the time so we were the first ones to to do that and start packaging it and now there's there's quite a few up there it's become kind of a thing um but yeah it's it's a really fun beer to have on tap all the time. I love it. So how did opening day go? Like what was the community's oh response gosh. when he opened? Yeah. So, so I did most of the build out myself with some, some people I know. And so it, it was uh, right up to opening day. I mean, I don't think we even had the bar installed on the bar top. So it was crazy. We had, yeah, running around and painting stuff and installing trim, um, training staff that didn't know anything about our beers or our computers. Uh, but we had this huge line out the door when we opened and way more people than we should have fit in the building all night, live music and everything. And it was hot and awesome. Yeah, I loved it. It was uh, definitely a lifelong memory for sure. Did you run out of beer? Oh, no. No, we had plenty no. of beer. We only had, I think we only had three beers on tap for opening night. If I could go back and do it with more money, we would have taken more time and, and built that tap list a little bit. But we had to get open ASAP. That's just the way it is for a, a startup sometimes. The company itself has changed these roles. So I guess my question is, how have your expectations changed from when you started to what it is now and what were some of those struggles uh, along yeah, the way? Yeah, I mean, we started with, with the idea that we'd just be a, a small neighborhood brew pub um, selling most of our beer on site, maybe doing some distribution around self-distribution and like maybe packaging by year three or four. Pretty much all that accelerated. And we started packaging, bottling in about a year, and then canning shortly thereafter, um, and building bigger tanks and things like that that I never thought we'd be putting in that brewery space. But we kind of had to, you know. You, you pivot. Part of it's like, yeah, that's a great response, and let's let's use the momentum we have. And part of it's just dollars and cents, and you have to sell more beer sometimes. But I really love packaging. I love the product in people's hands and refrigerators all over the state and the West Coast. I, uh, that makes me excited. I, I like our beer on tap, obviously, but getting to go down the the canning and bottling route was, was something I didn't really expect. And I love doing it. And I think we want to keep focusing on that in the future. Where do you go then with your packaging? Like how far is your reach? Southwest Washington down to Los Angeles. So not, there's some breaks in between there, but we've got the Bay Area, Los Angeles, all of Oregon and Southwest Washington. Have you seen anybody else in Portland try and emulate your model or at least be inspired by what yeah, you guys Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, the Oregon Public House is a as a pub in North Portland and they were the first nonprofit pub in the country and and we both kind of like started this thing at the same time without knowing that the other was doing it and they opened I don't know most almost a year before we did but they've been doing a great job um at, at no another breweries tried to emulate the model but a lot of them around the country have and have been contacting me about what I've learned and 
if I would recommend going the nonprofit route or not. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, on the record, I mean, it's like my, my, my recommendation would probably be to not go nonprofit and, and form it as a B Corp or a benefit company and have the flexibility that you kind of need sometimes as a business owner to raise financing and do some things without the red tape that being a nonprofit has. And you can still give away just as much money and probably more, honestly. Do you think breweries are in a position now with just the popularity in the Pacific Northwest that a lot more could adopt your model that you've done? I haven't thought about it. I mean, it's it's really hard to be profitable for the first few years. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are just are just trying to to make ends meet for a while and they haven't thought about like what they're going to do with that success and how they're going to leverage that success in the future. I mean, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with making money and I'm not trying to say that anybody that keeps money for themselves or their families is doing it wrong. We just wanted to to carve out a little space to be a, a fundraising tool for some nonprofits that are doing great work. And at the day, at the end of the day, it's your personality too. It's your personality in the brewery and it was something that you believed in, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Where do you go from here? Like, is, is there expansion plans or are you kind of happy with the size you're at right now? I like where we're at, but there, there are some preliminary expansion plans. We can't really grow much more in the building that we're in and I can't talk too much about what's coming next, but hopefully it's, hopefully it's some, some more beer and some more space to to spread out a little bit yeah getting having to retrofit a space into a brewery it would be a dream of mine to kind of build a new place from the ground up and design it and do it right i don't know if we'll get the chance to do that but i would i would sure love to and who's inspiring you um like not only just from the pacific northwest but when you come to jabf who and what regions inspire you with what they're doing with their beer oh man i've been a big fan of west coast beers in denver colorado beers in general for a long time i mean there's such good mainstays out here with New Belgium and Avery are, are two that I've always looked up to, especially in the kind of barrel aging realms. Oh gosh, that's, there's so many. And the, the startups, the stuff that have been around kind of since we've been around, it's fun to come back every year and check in with them and see, see how their quality is improving and how they're growing or not growing. It's not bad to not grow. But yeah, coming down here and seeing people like Ratio and our mutual friend and, and folks in town that are kind of the same age that we are, it's, it's fun little camaraderie that we have. If somebody was wanting to go down the path of opening up their own brewery, what would be some advice? No, I, I mean, everybody says the same thing. Like raise, raise twice as much money as you need. That's super true because I, I was really conservative and shoestring budget. And I, I still, yeah, you just can't have too much money to start or else you're going to have to make some tough decisions later. Um, but I would, yeah, I would, I would advise people to, you don't really have to have a, a niche in terms of the beer that you make, but yeah, commit to commit to doing things well and to believing in the beers that you're making and and putting every measure of quality that you can into making those beers perfect and you'll do well well thank you so much for your time yeah thanks thanks for having me appreciate it just want to say a big thank you to joel uh because that was during the great american beer festival where uh, it was very very hectic it was uh, coming to the end of the festival and yeah there's just so much stuff going on so thank you so much joel for taking the time to uh, speak with me and thank you for listening this podcast series is supported by our members at patreon and if you want to support this podcast series you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash cascadian beer and help support the podcast series for as little as a dollar an episode if you enjoyed this episode or uh, the series in general, have you told a friend about it? Well, that really helps us get this podcast into as many ears as possible. And you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to follow us on social media, you can. We're at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer, on Twitter at Cascadian Beer, and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. And as always, you can always find us at our website at Cascadian.beer. 
Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, remember, support your local.